Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, upon our spiritual lives, and also upon our faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life grow in their faith and come closer to God, and ultimately, prayerfully, get to heaven by sharing these studies with them. Share it through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. It can make a difference in a person's life. It may make the difference. What a blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to bring our line of thought and study to a conclusion today. I began by asking the question, are you trying to do it alone? Are you trying to make it by yourself? Are you trying to make it on your own? And what we've been emphasizing through this study is you can't do it yourself. You must trust in God You need God in your life. So many people have not learned that lesson. Now, some people would say, oh, yes, I know that. But their lips are moving, but they're empty words because they're not living the life that demonstrates that they really believe that. They haven't put it into practice in their lives. And so they can intellectually, they can agree with that, that statement, but they have not made that their lifestyle. And so they haven't really implemented it effectively in the way they live their life. A whole lot of people, they just don't even want to think about God because, again, it's inconvenient. It bothers their conscience. It's an annoyance to them because they don't want to be restricted by what the, the Bible teaches about righteous living and so on and dedication to God and commitment to God, the kind of life that a Christian should be living. They want to do what they want to do. They want to be able to get away with it. They want to be able to, to you know, live sinful lifestyle to one degree or another and still be okay in their mind. But if they start thinking about God and what God's will is for their lives, well, again, they quickly come to realize God wouldn't want me to be doing this or this, or that over there. He wouldn't want me to be thinking this way. Well, and so they just put God out of their heads. They don't think about God. And that in that way, they, they soothe their conscience. But they ultimately will have to face the reality that God is there. And God, one, one of his characteristics is he is all-knowing. There's no hiding from God. There's no pulling the wool over his eyes. He knows, he sees everything. It's called omniscience, technical word. Well, we're going to come to the conclusion of our study today. We began by really focusing on a text from James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And James uses a practical illustration here, a real-life kind of illustration that we can relate to. He said, you know, so many times people, they say today or tomorrow, we're going to go into such and such city. We're going to buy and sell. We're going to stay there a year. We're going to make a profit. So we make our plans without even thinking about asking God for his wisdom, his guidance, and his blessings. We just make them on our own like we're in complete control. And then James goes on and says, you don't even know what tomorrow may bring. You don't know if there will be a tomorrow. 
What is your life? It is like a vapor that appears for a short time, then vanishes away. And certainly every single one of us have had those phone calls. So-and-so died last night. What? I just talked to them. Yeah, I know. Me too. But they died last night. And so James goes on and he says, but, but you don't ask God into your plans. You don't ask God into, into, into guiding your life. You don't look for his wisdom. You just make up things up and you think you're, you're big enough and you're you know, powerful enough to make it all happen on your own. And he said, that's arrogance, that's boasting, and that's evil. And then he concludes by saying, how you should act is, you should ask, if it is the Lord's will, I will do this or that. So you should be praying continually, Please, Father, guide me in your will. Help me to see the best way to go. And please bless me as I strive to do that and protect me. And then he says, he who knows what is right or what is the right thing to do and does not do it to him it is sin. And so you don't act this way? Well, you're obviously leaving God out of your life, and that's just opening up the door for all kinds of sinful activities all kinds of sinful practices and a sinful lifestyle, generally speaking. Well, so Paul learned the lesson. He talked about in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, that our sufficiency, our ability to be able to do what we need to do, that's from God. Paul talked about how wrong he had been, but he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. The worst sinner can be forgiven and redeemed through the blood of Christ and come to God for salvation in Christ if he will repent and humble himself and come to God, surrendering to him and surrendering to his Lord in baptism for the remission of his sins. We can't trust primarily on our physical abilities We all know people who, as they have aged or maybe some calamity struck them, their physical abilities decreased tremendously, tremendously. Have you ever known anybody who was paralyzed after an accident? I have. Well, this consistent message throughout the scriptures from both God and Christ, is trust me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Jesus has just talked about the necessities of life. Matthew 6 and verse 33, he said, look, put God first in your life, live righteously before God by his teachings, all these things shall be added to you. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30, Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many people are groping for something? There's a hole in their life they're trying to fill. They've tried all kinds of directions and all kinds of means to fill it, but they keep finding themselves empty. They keep looking but they're looking in all the wrong places. They're looking everywhere except to God and Christ. 
And so the hole is still there. Jesus said, you come to me. You take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Get into my word. You will find rest for your souls. You'll find that peace you're searching for. In John 3 and verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But we've got to come to him through Jesus. We've got to accept Jesus as our Savior and Lord. What is the message in each of these texts of Scripture? Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Jesus told the apostles on the day that he ascended back to heaven, after arising from that tomb, risen, alive, and walking upon the earth and showing himself risen for a period of 40 days, he tells the apostles, go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. There's that message again. Trust me. Here's my message that I brought from heaven itself, from my heavenly Father. I brought the message of salvation. If you'll believe and be baptized into me, Romans 6 and verse 3, you'll be saved and you will inherit eternal life in heaven with me and with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. Trust me. You cannot save yourself. Salvation is only by God's grace. Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, by grace we have been saved through faith. That not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Cannot save ourselves. We must come to God through Christ in total surrender, in repentance, Luke 13 and verse 3, openly confessing our Lord and Savior as God the Son, as our Lord and Savior. Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33. And surrendering in baptism for the remission of our sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. Cannot save yourself. Salvation is only by God's grace, but we can come to him for that salvation, confident that he will bestow it upon us. The message again, trust me, trust me. In 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6, many people become discouraged when they try to teach others, maybe a family member, about what they have come to learn and believe that salvation is in Christ. Let me tell you, you need God, but the people won't listen, and they become discouraged. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth about this reality. He said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Paul was a preacher of the gospel. Apollos was another preacher of the gospel. At different times, they both had preached in that particular area around Corinth. But he said, neither one of us could bring the increase. Neither one of us could bring the souls into salvation. Only God could do that. We could do our best. We could plant the seed. We could water the seed of the word of God, but God gives the increase. God gives the increase. But we need to keep going out and teaching the word and the message again. Trust me. Trust me. 
I want us to read Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. And this is a text of Scripture that points to an area where a whole lot of people really struggle to trust God the way he says, trust me. Jesus is speaking here, and he says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. How many people do not understand that when we come to worship God, giving is a part of our worship? That's part of worshiping God, giving back from that which he has first given to us. And through that giving, he is glorified. He is honored. But also, he can guide the church to use those funds to reach out to other souls and bring them to him through Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation. But how the devil, how he works on us to tell us, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't give that much. You can't afford it. You need to hold on to it. What might happen somewhere down the road? You don't know. Trust me, Jesus said. Trust me. In Revelation 2 and verse 10, Jesus said, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. The Christian life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's for life and throughout life. But Jesus says, trust me. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Do you trust Jesus? Do you trust him with your life? Do you trust him with your eternity? You can't do it yourself. You can't get, you can't get to heaven on your own. You must trust God. You need God in your life every day, no matter how strong no matter how self-sufficient you think you are, you need God every minute of every day. We'd like to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link and you can contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397, 8397. We'd love to help you. We'd love to help you come to trust in God. Let's pray. Father, guide us in your will and help us to see your love for us and help us to open our eyes to your blessings. Help us, Father, to come to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Help us to help other people to see the same reality. They need you in their life. Please forgive us. Be patient with us, please, Father. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.